This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now your host, Eric Michaels. Thanks for joining us once again here on the Health Radio Network. This is your host, Eric Michaels. Today on the program, we're speaking with Mr. John Dolzak, the CEO of Retiree First, the premier retiree benefit and management solutions and advocacy service provider, proven to enhance the experience and outcomes for group plan sponsors and the retirees. And Mr. Dolzak, thanks for joining us here today on the program. Hello. How are you doing, Eric? Doing just great. Great to have you on, by the way, and uh, looking forward to hearing all the details on Retiree First. So if you would, tell us a a little bit about yourself and retiree first to get things underway here today. I'd be happy to. So um, again, my name is John Dolzak, and I'm the founder and CEO of Retiree First. And we're positioned to help service the needs of group health plan sponsors and their retirees by simplifying the retirement experience and helping helping our participants, our retired participants, navigate the complex benefit landscape that is our nation's healthcare system. I founded the company in 2005 and my one bedroom apartment with a laptop. And the, the mission was the same then as it is today is to try to deliver retirees the, the dedicated white glove advocacy or support that, you know, they're entitled to that they work for their entire, le- their entire lives and helping them to make the most out of the retirement experience while doing that in a way that's more cost effective for the plan sponsors that provide these benefits. We're very blessed to have grown over the last few years significantly, but I think what is the most important part about this organization is our culture. It's the team here that really does, and it makes us special. Um, We were recognized as Philadelphia's Business Journal Best Places to Work now for the fourth year in a row, and you know that's something I'm very proud of because it, it comes from the employees, the people that work here and do the great work that they do every day. I certainly can appreciate the vision there, and uh, we certainly are appreciative also of all that you're doing in the space on behalf of Retiree First. Now, the Inflation Reduction Act is ushering in some big changes and new policies, I understand. How does this affect retiree health care? So it's a great question. Now, there's several components of the IRA that, that are impactful, you know, but the concept is really designed to help lower retirees' drug costs and improve their health care coverage. Now, the act is being implemented in phases. The, the first of three phases is insulin prices being capped at $35 a month, um, and that's requiring rebates from drug companies if drug prices rise faster than inflation. They're also implying results around cost reduction methods for adult vaccines, such as shingles, hepatitis. Um, this is important. The other impact of the Inflation Act that you know we're looking at very closely is they're lowering the out-of-pocket costs from retirees. In 2024, the cost will go to $0 at around, you know, using about a $4,000 price point. But in 2025, they're going to cap members or retirees out-of-pocket at $2,000. So again, these are, these are stronger level of benefits that are available today. Now, the one piece of the Inflation Act that has been making headlines that you may have seen is that the ability for now Medicare to start to negotiate on on behalf of the drugs that are most commonly used. And negotiations now are starting with 10 drugs that were selected, and it will continue to progress as we move forward. Now, these the first 10 drugs, the prices won't become effective until January 2026, but it's a big step forward in allowing Medicare, on behalf of the millions and millions of participants nationally, to negotiate on behalf of those members to get better drug pricing. Certainly some awesome details right there. That is also most helpful. Thanks for your feedback there. Now, how can we distinguish 
fact from fiction regarding recent claims about Medicare and Medicare Advantage, including price confusion, coverage differences, and MA's complexities? No, it's a great question. You know, we've reached the inflection point in Medicare Advantage enrollment nationally, and I, and I believe that's you know one of the main reasons why you're starting to see a lot of the headlines around it. And what I mean by that is Medicare Advantage has grown significantly over over the last 10 years. In fact, since 2006, enrollment has has tripled, and, it, and it's continued to accelerate since 2019. And where we're at today is about 51 to 53 percent of all Medicare eligible beneficiaries are now transitioned to Medicare Advantage. Um, you know, currently stand at about 30, almost 31 million are enrolled. And as it has become more popular, there's also become a lot more scrutiny on the, on the plans. Now, Medicare Advantage, the reason why it has gained in popularity is because at the end of the day, you're able to get quality, the highest level healthcare benefits at reduced cost or reduced premium. And additionally, benefits that are not covered traditionally by Medicare, like vision, hearing, and dental, can be included under these benefits under you know, one card, one solution. Now, I think what you wind up hearing, and I, it, again, Medicare is a confusing market to begin with. Anytime that you know, you're aging into retirement, healthcare becomes magnified. The importance of it is you know, different for a 65-year-old than it is for a 25-year-old. And one of the most you know, things that we see the most as far as confusion is people assuming that if you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, that you lose your Medicare rights, you lose your Medicare coverage. And that is, um, that's just an area of confusion that's inaccurate. When you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, you still maintain your Medicare benefits and your Medicare rights. It's just moving forward, the insurance carrier that you've contracted with on, your, on behalf of the plan that you've selected, they now legally have to offer all the same benefits that Medicare Parts A and Part B provide at equal or better value. So it's not that you're losing your Medicare rights or your benefits at all. It's just that the payment of those benefits are now taken on the behalf of the insurance carrier that you've contracted with. Um, now, when you're talking about Medicare and Medicare Advantage, it's important, and I think we're going to get to this next, Eric, there's a big difference about individual and group Medicare Advantage. But I think one of the things that always are adding confusion to both markets is, and you can watch TV at night and, and see the commercials. You have Joe Namath. You have you know, many celebrities out there promoting and pushing uh, Medicare Advantage plans. And anytime you get to an open enrollment season, especially in the individual market, you get inundated with mailings, with marketing materials, and, of course, the advertisement spots. You know, that adds to confusion. Um, again, that's all, that's all aimed at trying to increase enrollment. So it is a complicated time for any retiree, and that's part of the reason why our organization has the value that it has. No doubt about the value you're bringing to the space, and we thank you for joining us here today. We're speaking with Mr. John Dolzak. He is the CEO of Retiree First, the premier retiree benefit management solutions and advocacy service provider, proven to enhance the experience and outcomes for group plan sponsors and their retirees. He's joined us here today on the Health Radio's Healthcare and Health News Channel's a part of the Yelth Radio Network. Now, continuing on, can you elaborate a little bit on how group plans differ from individual Medicare Advantage plans? That would be helpful to hear your feedback on that. Great question. So in the group marketplace, you're able to customize the benefits and coinsurance. Um, it's not an off-the-shelf product. So in many cases, when groups are moving from a Medicare fee-for-service fee structure into Medicare Advantage, they're able to customize, whether it's 
the medical co-pays for an, in, you know, for going to the hospital or going to your physician or your drug co-insurance, you know, generics at $5, brands at 10, what have you. But I think the most important variance between the individual and group marketplace, and, and it gets back to some of the confusion around Medicare Advantage is the network capabilities. Under Medicare Advantage, the plans are structured with an in-network benefit. And in the individual market, you know, that's much more limited, really to a region or a geography. Well, in the group marketplace, you can structure these plans, we call a national PPO basis. And you can offer and tailor the benefits so that anyone that is in network or out of network with that provider can pay and provide benefits at the same level. And what does that mean? When you're an out-of-network provider in a Medicare group plan, Medicare Advantage group plan, the benefits can be structured that even if you do not accept in-network with that specific insurance provider, but you still bill and you accept the Medicare, that you are allowed to take the plan, that you are allowed to bill the member and the member is able to continue to see their provider. Well, that's going to get you at least 99% plus of all providers in the country that are willing and able to accept the plan. So that, that's a big difference because no one's going to want to lose their provider, lose their doctor that they've been going to for 20, 30 years. And under the group structure, it gives you the ability to customize the benefits in a way that's going to work for that specific population. Um, and because every plan design is different from the next one that you see. And to have success, it's important that you match not only the co-pays and co-insurance, but the network and the doctors that are currently being seen. Good stuff there and some great information shared once again. Really do appreciate all the insights you're sharing here today. Now, an issue we do hear a lot about is when it comes to health care for retirees and an unmet gaps in care. Can you tell us a little bit about the gaps in care, their impacts, and how to close those gaps? Very good. Yes. So, again, when you retire, compared to being a 25-year-old, health care becomes such a more important focus. And, you know, what our organization strives to do, because we're building relationships, and relationships matter in every area of business, especially with what we do with our membership, but to help to encourage healthier behavior. And, and that may mean going every year to get your annual preventative visit. Maybe it's to go get your flu shot, your, you know, your flu shot, your colonoscopy, your diabetic eye exam, scheduling a home health risk assessment. The more that we can work to encourage this healthy, early-stage preventative behavior, the, the science is there. about That will then, in turn, reduce the ability, reduce the amount of gaps that exist and give us the opportunity to help close those gaps. Because if we can get to something early and we can help an insurance carrier and a clinical team identify something early, it's obviously going to give us more strategies and more solutions over the next three years or four years to position ourselves and the position of healthcare needs of that retiree to meet those concerns. And I think that's the most important part about what we do. Those relationships and the trust that we have with our participants allow us to better give them advice, advice that they will accept, that they know is, is unbiased. There's no one trying to steer them for any financial or cost incentive, that we're truly an advocate, that we're working on their behalf to do what's best for them. Again, Mr. Dolzak, we thank you for taking a moment to be with us here today on EL Radio and, again, for what you do on behalf of Retiree First and the impact you're having in this space. As we conclude, uh, any closing thoughts, a takeaway, a tip, or anything else you'd like to make mention of as we conclude today? Well, you know what? Again, it's the holiday season, right? And as we get ready for a new year, you know, I always, it always used, I always use as an opportunity to reflect. And I come back to relationships and how much relationships matter 
you know, not just in, in, in business, but in life, but especially with what we do. And, and again, it's a very, it's a very serious commitment helping to retirees to make the most of their retirement experience, to help them live a healthier, better retirement. And again, I think the relationships, that to me is key in everything that we've done. You know, while we've grown significantly and, and we'll keep on adding members and forging new relationships with clients and, and new retired participants, we, we haven't forgotten where we've come from. Um, and, you know, again, extending the quality of life for retirees, helping plant sponsors save money, time, and energy, and supporting our producers and trustee clients across the country, you know, that's, that's what these relationships allow us to do. Um, you know, we're delivering what every retired citizen and every participant in this country and this world needs and wants. Someone on their side, working on their behalf, a relationship and a person that they can trust, that know, they know will be there when, let's face it, when you're calling about your health care, it may not be the best day, right? You may be having an issue that you need someone to help guide you through. So, you know, this is, in my opinion, the most important thing that we do. And again, as you start to sit back and reflect during the holidays and, and what matters, and I keep coming back to the relationships that we've built. You know, we love playing the role that we, that we do in this healthcare process. Well, I'm sure you've piqued the interest of the audience with your visit here today. Where can listeners get more information on Retiree First online? Please visit us at uh, retirefirst.com. Um, you can come visit our website. You have all the information you need there. You contact page and find a little bit more about our organization. We're out there on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, and always encourage anyone to give a call to the office. My number is always out there and available. They can even speak to me and be happy to answer any questions they may have. And you certainly can't beat that. And again, listeners, it is retirefirst.com. Of course, you can find this link within the show notes of this broadcast for your convenience as well. Mr. Dolzak, all the best. And again, we thank you for joining us here today on Health Radio. Thank you. Again, we've been speaking with Mr. John Dolzak, the CEO of Retiree First, the premier retiree benefit management solutions and advocacy service provider proven to enhance the experience and outcomes for group plan sponsors and their retirees. And for all the details, simply visit retirefirst.com. And again, this has been your host, Eric Michaels, and we do thank you for your continued support of the Health Radio Network. Join us again soon for another episode that will help further expand your knowledge on those things that are important to your health and wellness. For more Health Radio reports, we invite you to visit our main radio channel site at Health Radio Network.com. And as always, we do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the eHealth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit eHealthRadioNetwork.com.